Hello and Merry Christmas from Inside Quotes, the show where my brother and I rewatch, review, and relive the staples of our childhood. This is episode 75, and I'm your host Jeremy, and with me today is my older brother Jonathan. Jonathan, welcome back to the show, and Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas, Jeremy. Quack, quack, everybody. We're here, back on the show, to discuss some more of our favorite childhood Christmas staples. And you know, it's that special time of year. You know it's getting close to Christmas when I've got my Yoda Christmas bobblehead out on my desk. Oh, man. You hear hear that rattling? Yep. Now, keep those listener ears afloat, (laughs) open. I don't know. Because we'll be having some other mystery sounds in like a couple minutes. Um, But yeah, Christmas time is here. Christmas time is near. Jack Frost is nipping at your nose. Uh, Figgy puddings in the oven. Mm. This is the time to be alive. (laughs) And Jonathan, with it being Christmas time, we tend to think about the meaning of Christmas and what the most important part of Christmas is. What do you think that is? What's the most important part of Christmas? The stuff, man. That's right. The presents. Yes. Presents are the only part of Christmas that matters. Just remember that, people. And that's about what we're talking about today. But that leads me into a great segment. Before we start into the movie about presents, I've got a little segment that I've been wanting to try out because Christmas is what, like, I mean, if you're listening to this, hopefully you're either on the way down to visit your family or it's right after Christmas or the day of. I'm not sure. But right now, as we're recording, this is before Christmas and we haven't even wrapped our presents. I'm sitting here at my desk and I've got all of my family's Christmas presents that I'm about to give them. And since presents are such a huge part of Christmas, a a staple of Christmas, if you'd say, uh, we figured we'd cover a movie about presents. But before we start that, let's, uh, let's get into this segment that I want to start called Let's Try and Guess What I'm Getting Dad for Christmas Through the Microphone, since this is also not a video podcast. The Game. So, this present's for Dad. So, if you guys put your little ears to it, to the microphone, or to your thing, try and guess what this is. Mmm. <laughs> That's going to be a good one. Mm. I'm not going to tell you what it is because our father also listens to this podcast. He's one of our fans. I'll tell you what. uh, It sounds fragile. (laughs) Must be Italian. Must be. Um, Mm. This is a great game because I'm the one that knows what these are and no one else does. (laughs) Nobody else. I don't know. Jonathan, do you have any presents that you want to put on the mic? Well, yeah. I want to join in on this game because I've got right here in front of me uh, my little Christmas list of all the things I'm getting for everyone in my family. So, I don't know. Maybe I've got the the key right here to like all the presents. Ooh. So I don't know. Just listen up and see if you can. You know, this is just for our family, I guess. But just kind of listen up to this and see if you can hear like what I wrote down on this piece of paper. Hmm. Interesting. Sounds a lot like socks. Mm-hmm. Clothes. <laughs> Sounds like a ten dollar bill <laughs> from Good Burger. How does ten dollars sound? Something like this. <laughs> Wait, John, do you have an, do you have one more present back there? I have. I one see more. something. 
And I'll tell you what, this sounds like a really good present. Sounds like oh, this. Oh no. What? What could that be? That sounds so dangerous. I'll tell you what that is. That's the sound of an official Red Rider carbine action 200 shot range model air rifle with compass in the stock and this thing that tells time. What? Bro, that's so cool, dude. That would have been awesome to get. I got a Zeppelin, so. Wow, a Zeppelin. Wow, a Zeppelin. Oh, look, it's a bowling ball. <laughs> thanks. Hey, thanks. Classic. Anyways, so I guess we haven't said, I mean, you've clicked on the episode. You know what we're talking about. But what movie are we covering today, Jonathan? Today I picked a staple of our childhood, the 1983 film A Christmas Story. A Christmas now, Story. I would say this is a staple. Jeremy, what do you say about A Christmas Story? Okay, I would say this is a staple. Of our childhood, yes. But I also would like to emphasize that this is a stapler of your childhood more than mine. Wouldn't you agree? Because I feel like you just loved this movie more than I did. I guess that's fair. You know, I, for some reason, think everybody loves this movie. And I find out, like, people, they're, not everyone does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not as, at least not as much as I do. People are like, oh, that's a good one. But no, like a Christmas story for me is it's in like the, my top, I don't know, three Christmas movies of all time. Like it's up right. there with like Muppet Christmas Carol. And even though I, I don't like relegate Home Alone to only a Christmas movie, I mean like Home Alone, Christmas Story, Muppet Christmas Carol, those are like my top three, I feel like. The stapliest of all Christmas movies. Those are staples. Okay. For me. Okay. Yeah, I can't disagree with the fact that this is probably one of the most iconic Christmas movies of all time. Oh yeah. Um I just I'm just gonna go out and say it. it's not my favorite, but I do like it. I guess we'll over the course of this episode, maybe I'll have to try and convince you. See if I can raise your letterbox score. Yeah. But before we go on, what Jeremy, what are you drinking out of there? Oh, I'm glad you asked. I am drinking out of the Inside Quotes coffee mug, available on tpublic.com. It is beautiful. Film strip, vibrant colors, full of childhood, and it's my favorite coffee mug. Do you know why? Why is that? Because it's the one with our faces on it, and we're narcissistic podcast hosts. Well, you And are. there's also coffee in it, and I love that. Hmm. I thought you would have been drinking some rich, chocolatey Ovaltine. <laughs> Whoa! Today's sponsor of Inside Quotes. Oh, great. Be sure yeah. to drink your Ovaltine. Or else uh, Annie Oakley will kick you in your rear. What? It's a crummy commercial. <laughs> <laughs> it, was Ovaltine like the original like podcast sponsor in like the 1940s? I guess, but back when podcasts were called radio... Like back in the forties, were they like the audible of podcast sponsorships or like Ooh, Squarespace? Yeah. Everyone was promoting Ovaltine. Ovaltine on their radio shows. Yeah, probably that or some like cigarette company. Oh yeah, <laughs> get your pack of smokes here. 
And now to your regular children's programming. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not no, only could they like advertise it, they like advertise it to kids. <laughs> yeah. Um so have you ever had Ovaltine? Yeah, we've we've got it one time because I of this we, movie. Yeah, I think after after we watched the movie the first time, we got it from the store. We're like, yeah. mm. I think our family pretty much stuck to like Nesquik powder for yeah, sure. Yeah, we were a Nesquik family. Yeah. There's different breeds though. You're either Ovaltine or Nesquik family or a weird family that uses chocolate syrup. Yeah, I I would go for that sometimes. Every now and then we had some of that. That just ain't right. It just does not compare to the Nesquik, especially when we make it because we put in like, what, like five <laughs> tablespoons of the chocolate powder yeah. in with like eight ounces of milk. But it has to be ice cold milk in a in a nice glass to where you can take your spoon and just whisk it really hard to make the exact yeah. sound from the Sandlot. I was going to say, you mentioned that on Sandlot. Yeah. Best chocolate milk ever, and I didn't even drink it. Um, but yeah, um, before we get into this movie, I do have some amendments to last week's episode. Oh, okay. Amendments. Um, yeah, so if you haven't already listened to last week's episode, uh, we covered Home Alone 2, and I promised y'all that I would watch the new um, released from last year, uh, Home Sweet Home Alone, I think that's what it's called. Yeah, the Disney Plus new version of it that they're doing. Uh, and I f- said I would report back, and I did. I watched it today at work, and I... Did you really? I did. How'd it go? Well, I didn't really fully pay attention to it, because, you know, I was working. But mm. I got the gist of it, and I actually really liked it. <laughs> it was definitely... Um, I hated it, and I loved it at the same time. It was very creative, as in, like... He wasn't just, I mean, obviously he was left home alone, but the villains were very creative because it's not just like okay. your normal everyday burglars. Mm-hmm. Um, the villains were um, Kimmy just, yeah, just parents that like were selling their house and apparently it's so, I, I don't want to, but you kind of feel for them and they break into the house to steal a doll back that they thought that this kid stole from them at an open house. Mm -hmm. And the only way to save their house is if they're this porcelain doll, which is worth like $200,000. They have to get it back, but they left already for Tokyo. Um, And uh, the kid gets left behind because obviously that's how that works. And it's all a huge misunderstanding. It's like the worst, like the reason I hated it. I don't hate it, but the reason I didn't like it was because it was such like a, it's like that one sitcom episode that like everything turns bad because of a misunderstanding and a miscommunication. Yeah. yeah. And you are the only one in the room that understands the truth. And I hate that. It makes me so uncomfortable. But at the end, it was great. And actually, um, they realized that he was home alone and they're like, oh yeah, you can just stay with us for Christmas <laughs> until your mom gets back, you know? Uh, so then they became friends with the burglars. Spoiler alert. Sorry. So, but So here, here's a question. Um, is it Buzz's best movie? Absolutely not. It's Home Alone 2 for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was pretty good. Um, 
What's interesting about it though is that um <laughs> it gives you a little of an epilogue for Kevin McAllister. Cuz he kind of oh. says well it kind of has a shot at the beginning, you know the ADT like security signs. Mhm. There's a shot establishing establishing shot of the house with one of those signs but it says McAllister security or something on it. Ah, oh, okay. So in his adulthood, Kevin McAllister started his own security business. Interesting. Home security business. So that was really cool. Um, and then I like that. Yeah. Too bad he's not in it, though. That would have been great. But overall, I'd say it's worth a watch. And uh, it's not going to take the place of one, two, or three. So we'll just leave it at that. Oh, yeah. I also didn't mention last week that. The song, uh, Star, what is it called? Star Bright? Star? Christmas Star? Christmas Star. I sung that in my, uh, high school choir. Really? Yeah, in, uh, in my senior year, I think. I took all music classes, and we had a winter concert. It was, like, one of the last things I did in high school, because I, like, I graduated a semester early. So, yeah, we all sung that, and there was, like, three tenors in our group. Or three guys, period. So mm-hmm. we had a, we had to take over. But yeah, I, f- I completely forgot about that. That's really cool. Yeah. So that's all my amendments to last episode. Try to keep that short. But if you haven't seen Home Sweet Home Alone, it's probably worth a watch. It's so not as good, but it's excellent. It's entertaining. But you know, here we are. Well, and you know, we're we're covering a Christmas story and. This movie also just happens to have a recent sequel made that came out on HBO Max you this know, year. That's really so, true. Uh, I think we'll save that. We can talk about that a little bit later on in the show, but we did watch okay. that. We did watch that, so we'll, we'll touch on that a little bit later yes, on. Yes, in-depth review or shallow review. Who knows? We'll see knows? how far we get. <laughs> so for, Chris, for A Christmas Story, the entire time I'm watching this movie, I have a hard time remembering that this was made in the 80s. Like, yeah. it really works as, like, a period movie, like, in the 40s. Like, and even yeah. then, you think, like, okay, maybe it wasn't made in the 40s, but you think, oh, it's, like, it was made in the 60s. No, this was, like, made in the 80s. <laughs> right. I think it does a really good job of, like, showing that, that time period. I feel like not a lot of movies jump that far. You're either like doing something from a hundred years ago or like twenty or thirty years ago. But like mm. that's a whole forty years ago, you know? Like Back to the Future, at the time it was only in the fifties. And that was a pretty big jump. And then Yeah. You know, I just you don't seem to go that far. And there's not a lot of movies that dive into the forties without World War Two being a thing, you know? Yeah. It's kinda interesting that way. That that was an interesting aspect of this because you know it takes place in the 40s and they don't they don't really mention world war ii going on at all Mm -hmm. i i I don't i that was something i never really thought about that as a kid but i was thinking about that rewatching it now but i feel like there's a couple of reasons for that probably one is just that it's i think it's kind of ambiguous as to what like specific year it is right you know so I, i don't really know when it is but also you know, it's more from the kid's perspective, and maybe that that sort of stuff isn't really like on his radar yet, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So, it, it's not like it needed that. I'm not saying it's it, Christmas it's time. There's that. no time to think about war. 
Yeah. So I like them keeping that out mm-hmm. of the movie. Yeah, the um the movie is actually based on a book sort of um written by Gene Shepard who was is it really? an OG podcaster actually from what I from what I hear. Really? <laughs> he, he uh he had a radio show back in the day and he was kind of like a he did like he would tell a lot of like stories and he wrote a collection of like semi autobiographical stories mm-hmm. uh, in like a in a book and it was called In God We Trust All Others Pay Cash. And so <laughs> A lot of like the well, the, specifically the Christmas story uh, that this movie is based on is a section of that book. But okay. then there's also a few other like short stories in there that they've kind of woven in to yeah to this story. So I know like when we were watching it, you were like, "Man, this just goes from like one iconic scene to the next." Yeah, you know. Yeah, I wrote that down. Yeah, and it's just like it's just a bunch of short stories put together about Christmas. Mm-hmm. If they haven't done this already, I hope they do it, because this would be the perfect, like, short story novel, like, illustrated novel, but, like, in the 1940s, like, cartoonish style. You know what I'm talking about? Like, the Mm. old classic Christmas Coke marketing. Okay. Yeah. The Like, that type of thing. Like, an old book. Old children's book, you know? I would love for them to make a story with that type of art style, not really a cartoon but just like an art style, just like on the, on the movie poster, or the, at least the one on IMDb, mm-hmm. of just chapter by chapter, or like page by page, there's just like the licking of the flagpole or the leg lamp, you know? That'd be a really cool children's book. I think so. Yeah, that and would we be We don't cool. own the rights to it, so we can't do it ourselves, but I would. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be cool with that, like art style. Yeah. We'll have to get... Um... Bryce to work up something for us and not get sued. <laughs> I think that this movie perfectly captures what it's like to be a kid. I think that like when I watch this movie, I think back to a lot of moments from my childhood and I just feel like I relate to so many of them. Like, okay, there's the, the, you know, looking forward to Christmas, you know, you got that gift that you, that you really want and you just like, you don't know if you really want to get mm-hmm. it. You don't know if you're going to get it, you know? There's just the, you know, the different instances where he, like, gets in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Specifically, like, you know, when he gets into the fight with Scott Farkas, and I'm not saying I got into fights as a kid, but, like, he comes home and, like, his mom, like, you know, consoles him and, like, cleans him up and everything and then sends him to his room. And he's just waiting in his room and just in terror, just waiting just for his crying. dad to get home. And just knowing what he'd done and and dreading like what was going to happen, how he was going to be punished when he got home. Like I have been in that situation, yeah. of just like getting in trouble and just not knowing what what was going to happen when Dad got home. <laughs> like specifically, yeah. I th- I think I told the story on the Cool Runnings podcast, but the, the, there was a time when uh, our guest on that episode, Caleb Keenan, mm-hmm. shout out. Uh, I pulled his pants down in third grade and I got sent to the principal's <laughs> office and yeah. I knew like, oh man, I'm going to get in trouble at home for this. And that's exactly like what happened. Like, you know, we drove home afterwards. Like they told, they told mom about it. It's like, you're going to be in trouble when your dad gets home so we can talk about it. And I, I just remember spending that <laughs> whole like afternoon just in my room, just waiting, just waiting for dad to get home and not knowing what was going to happen. 
Oh, man. Just tears running down your face. <laughs> Full regret. That's great. Um, yeah, and just, I, I don't know, just the things that the narrator says throughout the movie of, I don't have a specific story for this, but I know this has happened, where like Flick, you know, he sticks his, his tongue to the flagpole, and yeah. he's stuck out there, and the bell rings, and they all just leave him out there because they don't know what to do. It's like, I don't know, the bell rang. It's like, Ralphie, <laughs> help me. The bell rang. I gotta go. I, I gotta been go. In, I have been in that situation where, like, you're doing something out on the playground, someone gets hurt, and then the bell rings, and you just go. <laughs> I I can't remember details. I just remember we we left <sighs> kids out there on the playground that got hurt, and it's like the having the teacher recess right there, and then having the teacher be like, "Where's so and so?" and like, <laughs> you know. Ralphie playing dumb, like, I don't know. He's kind of looking around. I don't know. <laughs> and, you know, so and the narrator's just like, you know, you know, oh, the, the teachers, they always, adults, they always like to guilt you into, like, fessing up. But we, we know better than them. Like, <laughs> we know darn well it's better not to get caught. You know? Yeah. You are definitely Ralphie. You think and so? And I'm definitely Randy. That, that's just who we are. Yeah. I, I was trying to, I was trying to think of, specific stories relating to this movie i didn't have a ton but at the same time just the movie is so relatable and timeless like any any kid of any generation can watch this i feel like and and get it and relate to it kind of similarly to like recess i think recess captures that pretty well and because a lot of the humor isn't like super dated. It's just, it's just classic. And it's yeah. Themes of childhood that you go through your life and you know, you do stupid stuff or all these crazy things happen and how Christmas affects an eight year old. Yeah. I can agree with that. Yeah. What was your Christmas gift? What was your, uh, red rider besides your actual red rider BB gun? <laughs> yeah. Um, I was thinking about that and I came up with my electric guitar. Okay. But the weird thing about that one is I was a lot older when I got that. So, you know, I I think I was like 12 maybe when I got that or 12 or 13. Maybe. I had been learning guitar and I had kind of like a kid's acoustic kid size guitar that I was like learning on for the first few months. Mm-hmm. And I like desperately wanted an electric guitar because that was going to be way cooler. I didn't want to play acoustic. <laughs> and I remember like really asking for that. And that, that gift stands out to me because of how much I used that after Christmas Day. Like that was something I played all the time. Yeah. There's a lot. I was trying to think back. I guess it's something about getting older. Like I can't even remember a lot of my gifts. There's certain ones that stand out. but. The guitar really, I think, made an impression on me just because of how much I used it afterward. But before that, maybe something more like Ralphie's age was probably the uh, the Game Boy that I got for Christmas. Oh, that came yeah. with Zelda. That was probably a big one. That's a classic. Yeah. That's such a... I mean, I never played Zelda. I have no idea what it is. But that is such a funny story. 
Which did we tell? Uh, we I think, I think we, we told that on an episode. I can't remember which one we did, but probably <laughs> one of our Christmas episodes in the past. Yeah, we definitely did, but we can re-say it. Um. <laughs> so everyone but me asked for Game Boys that year. I was like three years old. I don't know. Um, and so Justin, our older brother, got a Game Boy, but so did Jonathan, and Jonathan's decided to come with it was a bundle it was zelda the zelda game came with his game boy yeah and our older brother justin uh <laughs> he opened up his and he was so excited he was like a zeppelin i got a zeppelin <laughs> um and <laughs> and then he looks over at jonathan and you're opening it up at the same exact time and he's like, whoa, you got one too. And he's like so hyped for you. So he grabs it and he's like, this is so cool. And it, all of a sudden his face just drops. And he's just like, uh, he got Zelda. <laughs> he got Zelda. And like he was in utter disbelief. <laughs> and it was so funny. And he's just like, mine didn't come with anything packed inside. Such a classic, like, <laughs> little kid complaining on Christmas about how not perfect their gift was. Oh, man. Yeah, to the so day, funny. Justin can't live it down because we got it on yeah. tape. And we yep. can relive that moment over and over again. We burn that on DVD. <laughs> I think with the, the guitar, though, I think that's the gift that I obsessed about the most. Right. I think that's, that's where that uh, ties into this movie. But do you, Jeremy, have any gifts that like you got to the end of end of the the presents and yes. then they wheeled one out at the end, you know, that was kind of hidden that you didn't know you didn't think you were gonna get it? Yeah, no, exactly. Specifically wheeled. Okay. Um I understood that I didn't think I was gonna get it because it was kind of an expensive gift. Um we weren't really the type of family that that gave like huge gifts. It was just like small things here and there. Um, and I wanted a bike and I didn't really have a bike that was, that I could just, I don't think I had one at all. Um, mm -hmm. and I really wanted one and I asked for it for Christmas cause I was like, maybe, maybe you can find a cheap one. I don't know. And we went through the whole Christmas and I didn't see it and I was like, ah, oh, that's fine. It was probably expensive anyways. So I started to play with my other gifts. I don't know what else I got that year. I remember I. I think I got Surf's Up, my DVD, from Justin oh, yeah. <laughs> that year. So first episode of the podcast started this day. Um, I think he got he got you Surf's Up. He got me Blades of Glory. Ooh, two very similar John Heater movies. <laughs> um, from Blockbuster. From Blockbuster, like the ones for because they were going out of business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Um, and then all of a sudden, everyone's wrapping up. We're taking pictures in front of the tree. And then dad goes back and is like, hey, what's that by the fireplace? And I was like, uh, I don't know. He said, why don't you go check it out? Just like, just like Ralphie's dad. Mm. And it was so cool because I had my actual red Schwinn bike, bicycle, mm. that was just wrapped perfectly. And I wheeled it out. And I could not express the amount of joy that I had because I, it was a full-on surprise for me. 
and I like pretend I I couldn't ride it outside because I think it was probably raining or storming or something. Classic hmm. Floridian Christmas. So I just had it like set up in our living room, like on its kickstand, and I would just like sit on it while we watched TV that day, <laughs> <laughs> and it was so cool. What a, it, that was such a good gift. That's a little burst of Christmas magic. See, a lot of some families go to the movies on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. I'm realizing why we didn't go to the movies was because we would spend Christmas days like watching all the movies we got for Christmas. Yeah. Like we'd just pop in whichever one we got. Like, oh yeah, let's watch this. I can't wait to watch this. You know. 2004 was um, Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We watched that twice in one day, I think, right? <laughs> or maybe like the day after too. For a Christmas story, I was I was pretty late to this though. So I say this was a staple, but I didn't see this till actually probably after I got the guitar. I was probably like 14 or so. This is a staple like, of your adolescence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a teenager when I saw this for the first time. We didn't own this one. And it's not really one that like my friends talked about really. Mm-hmm. Um I kind of remember us being at our grandparents' house. And, you know, they had cable and it was on TV. It was probably the 24-hour marathons they used to yeah. do or something. Yeah. But Used to. They I, still do. Every do year. Do they? Do they? Yep. Yep. Um, and I remember the scene, that one of the first scenes where Ralphie's dad is, like, fighting the furnace. <laughs> yeah. Like, he, he's like, what is that? And he goes, like, downstairs and he starts, like, banging stuff and the smoke's coming out and everything. And I remember seeing, like, that scene and then we, like, kind of changed the channel. So that was like my only exposure to the movie and I didn't really think much about it. Yeah. So like by the time when I actually did sit down and watch it, I was like, where's this movie been all my life? This is this is such a Christmas classic. I don't I don't understand why yeah. we haven't been watching this. And who got you this movie in the long run? That would be my brother, Justin. Just kidding, Jeremy. It was me. <laughs> I got it. This was probably one of your favorite movies at the time, and um, this is a very fun story because I paid $13 for that DVD. Not even a brand new, like, that was an expensive DVD, and you couldn't find it anywhere. And I bit the bullet, and I got that. The Christmas movies were, were more <laughs> expensive. They always do that around Christmas time. They yeah. yeah. Hike up the prices. But what, what did you get me? What did you get me uh, that year, huh? I got you a movie also, so it was a fair trade, I think. Yeah, no, you did. We were buying gifts for each other for Christmas, and <laughs> I didn't know what you had bought me, and I I guess I probably assumed, like, mm, he's a little kid. He probably doesn't have a lot of money. He probably got something out of the $5 bin. Yep. So that's what I did. I picked something out of the $5 <laughs> bin. And you got felt him. so bad for it. And I got him the movie Baby's Day Out. <laughs> a which, movie I had never seen in my life. Yeah, I which I, I was think, like, this is great. I'm excited. Yeah, I I had seen it like maybe one time and thought it was okay. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is a kids movie. Jeremy might like this, you know. He's he's building up his his DVD collection just like me. You know, this will help him yeah. on his way to greatness. <laughs> so I got that for him, and then when I saw what he got me, first off, I had been eyeing that copy of Christmas Story at Walmart. I, I knew it was thirteen dollars. I bought it I at like, Target. Man, Jeremy. Oh, Target. Okay. And I just felt so bad because I mean, I really loved it. <laughs> he got me a A plus movie 
and I got him something pretty mid, to be honest. I mean, I, Baby's <laughs> Day Out is not a staple, but it is a good movie. I, I thought it was very funny. Um, <laughs> But, like, and I just, also, there's no way of me knowing that it was a $5 movie. Unless okay. I saw it in the bin. Um, so I just loved how, like, guilty you felt that your yeah. little brother that doesn't make any money went all out and paid $13 for your DVD. <laughs> to be fair, I probably didn't make any money either. That's true. <laughs> but, like, it was just embarrassing for you because I was five years younger than you. I, I, I used to just, like, see it on your shelf and I'd be like... Oh, you hate that movie, don't you, Jeremy? And you'd always <laughs> yeah. say, no, I like it. It's a good gift. Because <laughs> I felt bad that you felt bad about it. I would, I would try so hard to get you to admit that you did not like that movie. I said, no, this is funny. And we, you, we would like watch it. And I would laugh <laughs> extra hard just so you could appreciate it. <laughs> but I'm coming clean. Obviously, it's not as good as a movie. as a Christmas story. But I'm glad I have it, okay? <laughs> and we wouldn't have this great story to tell. It's such true. a you just were so embarrassed. I really was. So guilty. <laughs> hmm. You didn't think your little brother could handle it. But he did. I mowed an entire lawn for that. Plus sure three dollars. <laughs> you you definitely surprised me. You got me got me some good gifts through the years. I'd say I'm a pretty good gifter. I like to try, but yeah, <laughs> that was a good, I'm always going to hold that above your head. You got to. Well, um, as we dive into the movie, what, what is your, what is like the standout scenes for you? I know it's like a kind of a collection of short stories. Yeah. Like what, what is, what's the image that pops into your head when you think of a Christmas story? Immediately, probably the fever dream of the Santa sequence with the slide at Higby's. Okay. Kind of freaked me out a little bit because the elves were mean and they looked like the puppets from Mr. Rogers. And it, and it has those like point of view shots. So it just like, it looks really weird and yeah. Fish islands. Come on, kid, hurry up. Such an uncomfortable area. Cause like I've never been, to, I mean, obviously that sounds cool. A Santa visit with a slide. Like, come on. That's cool. Oh, this but, kid's wet. <laughs> yeah, get him off of me. I love Santa. <laughs> yeah, no, that's <laughs> yeah. I love that, and I also loved. I think a lot of the, probably the biggest laughter moments that we've had, wasn't even like the the best part. Probably just Randy's scenes. Where he's yeah. just like whining. He's like, I can't put my arms down. And then he's just yeah. winking. He's like, I can't get up. Like a <laughs> turtle. Um, I love Randy. He's great. He's annoying. Little Everything you need in a little brother. I also, with with Randy, I also like the scene where um, after Ralphie gets in trouble, Randy's like hiding under the sink. It's like, daddy's going to kill <laughs> Ralphie. And he's just like crying. Yeah. Yeah, that's so. And the mean. mom's just like, he's not gonna kill Ralphie. You want some milk? <laughs> yeah. Yes. You want to stay under there for a little while? The little empathetic younger brother. Okay, one thing to talk about, Randy. That boy looks like Tom Hardy. <laughs> I was not expecting that. 
I think I can't not see Tom Hardy as a baby. I wish it was him because that that is Tom Hardy. Look at a picture. Look at up a picture hmm. right now. I'm going to post on our Instagram a what side by side picture. You need to do one of those like AI generators to like <laughs> just like a picture of him as a kid and then see if he looks like Tom Hardy as an adult. Or you could just find an actual adult picture of whoever of Randy Petrella and then a young picture of Tom Hardy. Well, we did watch the sequel to A Christmas Story and Tom Hardy was not in it. Spoiler alert. I, I wish he was. Yeah, I think for me, I the Santa scene is definitely maybe just because the shots are kind of different in that, so those kind of stand out a little bit more. I always think yeah. of that scene. I think of, I mean, the freezing the tongue, sticking the tongue to the flagpole is iconic. I've always yeah, loved. I was going to say that too. I, it's a funny scene, but what makes it for me, one of the reasons I thought it was good as a kid was just the narration. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's one of those, like, he's talking about the the schoolyard or the playground etiquette, you know, of, like, escalating from the dare to the triple dog dare, you right. know? And it's just, like, one of those unspoken things, but for someone to, like, explain it, it's, like, really funny. <laughs> Where he's like, oh, no, and then, and then Flick skipped the double dog dare and went straight for the triple dog dare, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's a that, voice of reason, but then... He's just shouting out these clear absurdities. Yeah. <laughs> One of the other bits of narration that I really like is when he's in line to see, when Ralphie's in line to see Santa. Yeah. And he's like, let's face it, most of us were scoffers, but when it's zero hour, there's no time to take any chances. I have to ask the man yeah. himself, you know? Now, I, I took a while before I stopped. I mean, I have not stopped believing, obviously, because mm-hmm. mom always said, you stop believing, Santa stops coming. It's true. So, uh, yeah, but I I found out when I was about 10 or 11, I feel like that's really late. <laughs> I just didn't put the pieces together, and I cornered dad one day, and he's like, oh, great. <laughs> Mom's going to kill me <laughs> like that. But he told me, and I was like, are you serious? I've been duped. <laughs> Meanwhile, kids like three grades below me already knew. <laughs> I, I was a defense. I was such a defender of Santa Claus being real. I was, I remember on the playground, this one kid started telling everybody, the Easter Bunny's not real, or the Tooth Fairy's not real. I was like, oh yeah? Well, explain the dollar I got under my pillow last night. Mm. And they said, your parents gave it to you. And I was like, my parents are poor, so they don't have that. (laughs) Santa Claus evidences. (laughs) Yeah, evidence is class for the apologetics, the holiday heroes. (laughs) But no, I... (laughs) No, I defended him on the playground for in front of anybody. Mm. Even when I was older, because there's little kids. Got to. You got to. Okay, so flagpole scene. Iconic bit. Everything so descriptive. I have a question. Did he actually freeze his tongue, or is that a fake tongue? Because um, it looks real. I just read this, like, doing research before the episode, and... 
I didn't get to see anything like any visuals of it. Mm-hmm. But apparently there was like some kind of suction hose. Oh, okay. Like out of sight so that it looked like it was stuck to the pole, but it wasn't. So it wasn't it wasn't cold, I guess. Probably. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Or maybe it was a plastic. Could have just been fake pole. snow. I don't know That's when true. it was shot. I know most Hallmark Christmas movies are filmed in July. But I mean it looks it looks so real. A lot of the shots yeah. of like snow and wintertime. It's gotta Who be knows? real. Maybe it was made out of plastic, the pole. That would make sense. Um I just love how especially in that scene where they're they're trying to act like they don't know anything about it. Like they're mm-hmm. obviously so guilty. Like they're the only oh, two yeah. kids that don't get up to look outside the window. They're just like, hmm. <laughs> just another day of class. <laughs> it's beautiful. Um, and then I would probably say, going back to what we were talking about earlier, probably the third most iconic scene. It's a toss up between the 1930s burglar ish, like Black Bart remakes, mm-hmm. or the soap in the mouth the red bar of soap oh yeah the dude had the sorcerer's stone in his mouth (laughs) like okay i know soap doesn't taste good but i have a feeling that one tasted good (laughs) that's the reddest soap i've ever seen never seen that in real life the mom tried it afterwards she didn't like it (laughs) yeah i thought that was kind of funny I make the kids do do this. I got to try it every now and then. (laughs) I got to try and see what it tastes like. Do you know what your son just said? (laughs) What? 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 (laughs) The dude is losing his life over the phone. (laughs) It's like several miles away. Schwartz was getting his. (laughs) Classic. And this this really does um, describe and showcase the little kid getting in trouble in a lot did you yeah. ever did you ever cuss jonathan you ever you were you were you a kid cusser not to your knowledge <laughs> i do think that i i i never got in trouble for saying anything bad but i remember like trying it one time <laughs> like it just like the mom did <laughs> i was just like oh what really? does this taste like okay yeah i wouldn't want to do that that makes sense planning not to cuss from now on <laughs> Oh, fudge. (laughs) Let me tell you the way I didn't understand that scene at all Mm. when I first saw this, because I didn't really know what the F word was. I learned the F word when I was in fourth grade, because one of my friends got hit in the nose with a basketball, and he said, oh, fudge. (laughs) And he started apologizing to me, because I had lost my innocence. Mm. And I was acting all cool. I was like, yeah, dude, it's fine. Whatever you said, I don't know what that means, but it's cool. I knew it was bad, but yeah. Shout out to Jonathan Stargell. <laughs> Bro got so many nosebleeds in fourth grade. Probably because of that basketball. <laughs> it is so funny. It's like he shot it at the hoop and it came right back and hit him in the nose. <laughs> it was a beautiful time. Um, but yeah, no, I wasn't really a cusser either. Yeah, we, I mean, we grew up, you know, in a Christian sheltered home. 
Yeah. So I feel like if I had watched this at a young age, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have understood that scene either. So I think that's why, like, at age fourteen, I was like, "Oh, I get what's going on here." Yeah, I was just like, <laughs> he got in trouble for saying fudge. <laughs> the leg lamp, of course. The leg lamp. What do you think of that? I agree with the mom. <laughs> I sure. don't think I would ever showcase that. It's very it's weird. Really weird. I mean, mainly. I'll, I'm all for the weird. I'm all for the tacky Christmas decorations, for sure. But, like, a leg lamp? I mean, what's the quote? I just saw it. Something about electric sex. <laughs> yeah, she's like, Ralphie, is, why, you know, your radio program is on. He's like, oh, yeah, it's 645. <laughs> Little Orphan Annie. Only one thing in the world could have dragged me from away from the soft glow of electric sex gleaming in the window. <laughs> Beautifully written. <laughs> no, I, I I'm not putting that in my window. <laughs> yeah, and it's also one of those cliche like, it's one thing to own the 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 rifle from it, but like if you have, I feel like it's kind of weird if you have the leg lamp because of the Christmas movie, A Christmas Story. Mm. It's kind of a weird. It's funny, but like, at the end of the day, it's a Christmas decoration, and you are having that in your house. <laughs> oh, for sure, it's. Yeah. It's really weird. Like an actual life-size one? No. Yeah. An ornament maybe. Yeah, which yeah. I, I, I we might have an ornament. I can't remember. I think remember. you do. Yeah. Yeah. So after I watched this, I guess I was obsessed with it. <laughs> yeah. And I think this is another movie that I ruined for my oldest brother Larry cuz he does not like a Christmas story. And I think it's because I watched it a lot. Um other movie being Sandlot, right? Sandlot. I want to say Remember the Titans. I kind of ruined that for him, too. By running that one into the ground. That actually reminds me, because I have a note about the Sandlot in this. I was wondering about, you know, those, like, 1930s, like, Black Bart robber scenes? The fantasy daydream sequences. The Black Bart burglar scenes. Yeah. I feel like I was wondering if they got inspiration. If the Sandlot, since that came out, Another timepiece, period piece from the 60s to the 90s. I wonder if they looked at a Christmas story and they were like, that's a cool thing. Why don't we get some inspiration from that and do our own little 30s burglar scene, thus birthing the forever, forever, you know? My grandpa. Squidman Paladoris was police <laughs> chief back then. Oh man, great movie. Yeah, so I was obsessed with this movie and my our mom, she didn't really like this movie either. No, she did not. She specifically didn't like the father in this movie. Yeah, she said I he was she, too I, mean. He was mean. She didn't like him. He wasn't that mean though. Well, I've always defended him because, I mean, I don't, I don't defend all his decisions in this movie, for sure. Right. Of course. <laughs> but you know that he's a good father, though, at the sure. end. I mean, you know that he, like, is paying attention to his kids. He knows what he wants, and he's, I don't know, may- maybe it is a bad idea to give him a, a BB gun, and he'll shoot his eye but out. I had one when I was eight. But there's, you know, he, maybe he's a little tough, and he's kind of mean, but, like, at the same time, you can tell he's he's better he's a better parent than like the parents from Home Alone. That's for sure, <laughs> and Home Alone Two. 
<laughs> specifically Home Alone 2. Yeah. So I don't know. I've always defended him. No, he's not perfect. But at the same time, it's just, you know, it's a reflection of maybe that time, but also just of that, you know, the narrator's childhood. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I understand her side. I mean, not the most lovable character. Mm-hmm. It's usually his way or the highway. She, I don't know, thought it was funny that I was obsessed with this movie. So she like, I mean, we would wa- still watch it. And like she yeah. fed into my, my fandom of the movie because she, yeah. she got me the the Red Rider BB gun. I, I didn't even really ask for that. She just got yeah, it you for did. me for Christmas. Yeah, you did. You put it on your Christmas list as a joke. As a joke? Okay. Yeah. It was later in life. It wasn't like a. While yeah, you were, it was. I think you were in college. Yeah, um, but she in, got me like several Christmas ornaments that were Christmas story that we put on the tree every year. And yeah, I, I, I would say I, this know, movie is probably up with your is up there with your other obsessions like Chuck Norris or what else were you obsessed mm. with? <laughs> yeah, that was probably about the same time time yeah. period. Chuck Norris that was jokes. One the, the Chuck Norris jokes were peak comedy yeah early high school (laughs) so funny it was just guaranteed that at christmas time i was either going to get some kind of christmas story merch or a chuck norris t-shirt exactly jonathan i should should get a chuck norris t-shirt i need i need one i outgrew all my all my ones that i had that on my list you did you know that most uh t-shirts can't tame chuck norris his muscles are too punchy Get it? Good, it was a funny a joke. joke. It's a good jokes. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Anyways, um, <laughs> speaking of that, my so mom actually got me like a Chuck Norris joke book one year for Christmas. Yeah, and then like she got it, and then she like she told me she bought it, but she didn't actually give it to me because she's like, I read some of the jokes and they were really inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> so she returned it. That's great. But she's like, but I've got another book coming like on the way. And so I was like, oh, okay, whatever, you know, <laughs> but what she ended up getting me was apparently Chuck Norris himself, like wrote a book with like his favorite Chuck Norris jokes, like mm-hmm. his personal favorites. And like each, each joke has like a little story behind it or something like that of it's kind of yeah. like part memoir, part joke book. <laughs> yeah. But it was, it, I guess he picked the clean ones. That one was okay. Yeah. One thing that I caught about going back to the leg lamp scene, uh, one thing that I caught was uh, she, whenever they went out to go get a tree, she turned off just the leg lamp mm-hmm. and the dad got kind of frustrated. And she's like, why'd you do that? And she's like, I just want to save on electricity. And then the, the shot kind of moves out and they're, they're leaving, pulling out of the driveway and all the lights in the house are still on saving electricity. Yeah, right. The house is already lit. I, that cracked me up for reasons that shouldn't have cracked me up. I I really like the bullies, and not oh, actually yeah. the we not really that. even the bully, the main bully, Scott Farkas. But the toady. toady is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Which I didn't even know his name until we like rewatched it. His name was Grover Dill. <laughs> And I just thought he was just like this little like short little kid with the jacket and the hat. And just the term, the term toady. 
that that is what like cracked me up the most. I don't know if that's a vocab word or what, but it's just <laughs> like he just described him as like Scott Farkas's little toady. <laughs> Another <laughs> vocab word maybe is um theme. Like he's like, "Oh, I got to write my theme." Theme. Yeah. And I guess that's just like his essay that he has to write on like what he wants for Christmas. But I guess that's what they called him. Like we would just say, oh, I got to write a paper or something like that. You know, like a five paragraph essay or something. I didn't even catch on to that until just now. Yeah, because when he's like, he's daydreaming in front of the teacher. She's like, Ralphie, can I help you? And he's like, I'm just turning in my theme. <laughs> I, I just remember the first time I saw it. I didn't really know what they were talking about. Yeah. That just went over my head completely. I'm just now realizing this. Well, um, my my vocab word would probably be fudge. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like the fact that I learned that people say fudge as a euphemism for the actual mother of okay. all words. Actually, did you know that the kid who played Toady was in <laughs> he was in the Van Halen music video Hot for Teacher one year later? <laughs> one year later, okay. <laughs> did not know that. That's all the fun facts about Yano Anya Anaya. <laughs> so when we get by the time we get to the end of the movie here, mm-hmm. um, you know, we find out he, he they have the Christmas morning. He opens all the presents. You know, they and he doesn't have the BB gun right away. We kind of mentioned this earlier. In fact, he gets a horrible Christmas present. The Energizer bunny costume. Yeah. My my aunt is under the impression that I'm four years old. Oh, and also a girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great. <laughs> Put it on. I don't wanna. This, there's so there's so many iconic shots in this movie, and him like standing in the bunny suit is one of them. Yep. I guess I think of this specifically because I remember one time I got a Walmart gift card, and it had a a, a scene from Christmas Story like printed on it. It was him like. The classic scene of him like holding on to the slide, telling Santa like what he wants. <laughs> oh yeah. That he wants the BB gun. So there's I feel like there's a lot of moments that are could just easily go on a Walmart gift card on this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he you know, he's got the 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 old man has the uh the BB gun hidden and he's like, Oh, what's that over there? And it's behind the desk and he opens it up and it's it's a great moment. It's a triumph that the whole movie's been building towards. And I just really like that he gets it in the end. They could they could yeah. have just maybe not gotten it for him. And we haven't said the iconic phrase yet. I've been I've been avoiding it thus oh, far, really? but it is a standout quote of this movie. You'll shoot your eye out. There I said it. Okay, okay, you said it. I think though, after the scene of them like opening presents, though, this movie captures the feeling of like post Christmas so well. Oh yeah, it does. Like your last couple of gifts have, are being opened, but it's just not as fun as your first couple. Mm-hmm. And it's about ready to clean up the paper off the floor mm-hmm. and you got to get ready for lunch. And that's when you go back to your room and put all your presents on your bed and you lay it out for the hall. <laughs> Just for that alone, I I feel like it captures that so well. Yeah. It's just such a vibe. And even like later on, like after they do the meal and stuff, and it's just like the parents, 
you know, drinking wine on the couch, looking mm-hmm. out the window by the tree and everything. It's just like it's been a good it's been a good Christmas. And him getting to like be by himself and play with his new present, that's also oh, pretty yeah. cool too. Like that's a good feeling of of post Christmas right there. Even if he does shoot his eye out. That we have to talk about that too. Yeah. So I mean like that was that was a twist for me, like you didn't think he's gonna do it. Like, you never think like, oh, he actually is gonna shoot his eye out. No. And then, and then he has the accident outside. Does he get away with I, it though? Because he, he just blamed it on an icicle. I wouldn't believe that. I think I think the parents bought it. <laughs> you just hear, oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, icicle hit me in my face. <laughs> Not this gun that I don't know how to shoot. I just I just remember thinking it was so funny the first time I saw that and he bounces off his glasses it's like oh no I yeah. shot my eye out after oh, all no. like <laughs> I love I love the narrator yeah it's so he's good he's such like a it's good perfect. it sounds it, I don't know it's not who's the guy that was the snowman from Rudolph not the same guy obviously but it sounds kind of like him I can't remember Burl Ives yeah the narrator is Gene Shepard and. You can hear like old radio broadcasts of his like on YouTube, mm-hmm. like specifically him telling the Christmas story. I didn't listen to it, but I did see it on YouTube. It was like it was like an hour long block of him like telling stories yeah. and stuff on the radio. Yeah, he's got he's got a good iconic voice. So um, do you want to talk about the sequel at all? Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. I had low expectations personally. I really did because we are so used to the Disney plus remakes of this decade of the Mm -hmm. 2020s, 2019 first six months when these came out, they were fire, but a lot of the remakes, the redos of the shows are great or the extensions of each universe. They're great, but they're just getting oversaturated and they're kind of hard. Like there's no time to watch them all. And so I'm just kind of getting burnt out from all that. But we did watch this movie, and I feel like we it went over pretty well. I feel like I feel like we both liked it a lot, right? I I really enjoyed it. I yeah. look, we did happen to see Christmas Story two, the straight yeah. to DVD sequel. That was not very good. Uh. <laughs> That one featured like an older Ralphie, and instead of a BB gun, he's trying to get a car or something for Christmas. That's all I remember about it. <laughs> Tell me why I just Googled. I was looking up this movie, but I have IMDb open right now. But I whipped up Google and I just typed in Christmas. <laughs> I do that all the time. Or <laughs> if I'm looking, I'm, I'm like searching for a page on Instagram and I type, I like open Instagram and I type in Instagram. <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> Yeah, I do that. I do that all the time. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, the sequel just came out. It's on HBO Max. It's called A Christmas Story. Story? Now, what is A it? A Christmas called? Story. Two: The Squeakquel, The Meltdown. You know, I will say, whoever came up with the title of The Squeakquel should have made a lot of money. They should have, because that that has some market share in the mind of i don't know like when you think of a sequel you think of the squeakquel oh yeah like it's been memed so much yeah but like 
Whoever came up with that is a genius. <laughs> yeah, so it's called A Christmas Story Christmas. Okay. Th- this was truly like a real like good sequel to the original. I feel like yeah. it lived up to it. And it wasn't, yes, it had its like homages to the original movie. Lots and lots of fan service, but necessary fan service. But it was all good. And it all worked because it had like a genuine story to it. Like they actually had a story to tell. Yeah. And so it worked for me. It's not just like a one-off thing that I'm going to watch. Like I'll probably watch this again. I'll I'll definitely like want to watch it at like other Christmases, I feel like. Weirdly, I was not expecting to be hit in the feels with this movie. Mm-hmm. The sequel, not the first one. Mainly because uh, it's going, it, it's very similar to our situation this year. Um, he's celebrating Christmas with one of his parents this year, as opposed to having both of his parents to celebrate Christmas. And that one parent that um, um, really made Christmas special. Like, when you think of Christmas, like, that's their thing. Mm-hmm. Um, was the one that was gone. So, them trying to, trying to um, take the reins of handling Christmas and just knowing that it's different is I've never seen that in a movie before and I felt I guess heard we related very hardcore to this (laughs) because that's our situation this year yeah in the same way that the first movie is really relatable to experiences in childhood Mm -hmm. I felt like this one It's probably relatable to a lot of people that are in similar situations to us for going through the first Christmas uh, together with, you know, after the loss of a parent. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't expecting that at all. And some of those scenes was just like, wow, like we just went through this. Mm -hmm. And so the movie, or we will be going through this. Right. Um, And so while the movie, you know, it had, it had a lot of, it's a fun movie. It's not just all down and depressing. It it has a lot of fun moments to it and it's it's a good like heartwarming story, but it it had like surprising moments of um you know, emotion to it that I wasn't it was deep and I guess part of it is just cuz of our situation, but right. Having said all that, we I still like thoroughly enjoyed it. Maybe that's part of the reason why I I liked it. Maybe it was somewhat cathartic to go through that. You know, one of the things that Ralphie's struggling with as an adult is he's trying to live up. He's trying to, you know, create a Christmas and live up to like, you know, the influence that his dad had on him. Yeah. And the Christmases that he would create, you know, I feel like that's definitely something that we've been kind of thinking about is what, what the holidays will look like for us, you know, going forward and that sort of thing. But I think it's that experience. A lot of people probably have gone through that or are going through that like we are. And so I just felt like whether you're a kid or an adult with either of these movies, I feel like there's something like really relatable there to kind of latch on to. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't think Christmas is ever going to be the same for us. 
but it will still be good. It'll be a lot different, but hopefully still good. And I fully intend, to, whenever I have kids, to make Christmas just as special as our mom made it for us. So, yeah. Yeah, that's that's one of the things that's made rewatching some of these Christmas movies kind of bittersweet. Yeah. Because we, we love all these Christmas movies, and we've wanted to cover them on the podcast for a long time. Yeah. And we never get to cover as many as we'd like to, because December just always gets really busy. Yeah. But even, I mean, even watching the first one, though, you know, it was just hard not to think about your childhood and having a, a great childhood and having a lot of memories with mom. And watching these you know. movies, sometimes the last time we've seen these movies was with mom. Yeah. And I, I, I think about that a lot. This stuff happened around this time last year. So not only are we not having, um, a Christmas without our mom this year, but we're also reliving the events of last year. And it's the, it's, it's really, really hard. Um, and all, all this stuff was happening around Christmas. And but, I mean, I remember the last movie I even watched with my mom was Klaus um, on Christmas Eve. And that night, it was just me and mom watching the movie together, and it was a really special moment. And I mean, that movie was already one of my favorite scenes, or one of my favorite Christmas movies, because it's so beautiful. The animation's great. Um, but especially after that, that was that was firmly planted that one into my top. Top five Christmas movies, for sure. Um, it was a good memory. I don't want to keep it like that. Definitely want to keep the spirit of Christmas going in our future. I mean, so a lot of the stuff we've thought about, like we don't even want to think about Christmas this year. But it's here. <laughs> and we're going to have a good time. Because that's what, our parent would have wanted. Just like in a Christmas story, Christmas. Ralphie comes home. Yeah. So yeah, um, a Christmas story, Christmas came out in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I would like to add on to that that a Christmas story, Christmas came out in uh, the year 2022 um, on HBO Max. Um, and that is a staple of our adulthood. Yeah, it is now. <laughs> yeah, enough of the enough of the deep talks. Enough of that. This is a good time. Yeah, I think it's time we wrap it up here. I think so um, too. <laughs> so, Jeremy, having rewatched a Christmas story, I'm curious what your letterboxed review will be. Oh boy! So. We can just say our scores, mm -hmm. count down from three, say it at the same time, see okay. see what happens. Three, two, one, three, five. Five out of five. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I knew you were going to go lower on that. Just yeah. three out of five? 
with okay, a Christmas story Christmas adding on to it, I'll bump it up to a four. I would probably give a Christmas story Christmas a four out of five. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's very good. I might I might like that one more, actually. Really? I mean, I don't know. It's his own thing. It's good. It lives up to the original. It's not just fan service. I think it's got a really good story to it. Um, actually, going back to that, Ralphie himself is like the narrator of that movie. So that's kind of different. <laughs> um, but yeah, five out of five. That's what I gave it on Letterboxd. Uh, do you have any takeaways from this movie, Jeremy? Um, don't get caught. I don't know. <laughs> That's kind of where I went with it for me. <laughs> I said just if you, you know, when in doubt, blame it on Schwartz. <laughs> <laughs> Better not to yeah. get caught. <laughs> yeah. My takeaways mainly just to remember the special times of Christmas as a child and hopefully recreate that for your own family one day. Yeah, I think part of the message at the the other one of the sequel is more of like you know, you have to make it special in your own way. And maybe you don't need to stress out about trying to live up to, you know, how your parents did it for you. Yeah. So I feel like that's something that I've kind of taken from that one. So it's just not really, you don't have to worry about it mm-hmm. as much. Just do your best, you know, and just try and do it your own way and make Christmas, you know, special for you and and for your family. That's my takeaway. Merry Christmas, everyone. So, Jeremy, next week it's going to be your turn to pick the movie we rewatch, review, relive the magic. Yeah. The last movie for 2022. Um, this will be a post-Christmas episode, but it still will be a Christmas movie. And I will say, it will be a staple of our childhood. Here's a clip. Coffee? No, thank you, Judy. What do you say we start out with cold glasses or a delicious seasonal favorite, eggnog? I don't like eggnog. We're out. Coffee, decaf. Mm-hmm. All chocolate milk, please. We're out. Plain milk's fine. Okay. At least we know they got hot apple pie. We did. Mm-hmm. Um, so our show art was done by Bryce Bridgman, and you can find him on Instagram at Groovy Bridge. And if you want to find us on Instagram, which you should, you'll find us at Inside Quotes Cast. Um, stay tuned for the end of the year um, staple award bracket, so you can vote on your favorite episodes or movies that we've done this year. Um, that'll probably be near the beginning of the year of 2023. Um, and if you haven't heard for a live event. Yeah, for a live event, uh, January twenty first, twenty twenty three, in Bowling Green, Kentucky, we'll be doing our first Inside Quotes Live Staple Awards Year Three. <laughs> that was a big title. Um, <laughs> so yeah, if you're gonna be in the Bowling Green area and you want to attend, let us know. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, and yeah, also check out our merch store. It's a little too late for Christmas, obviously, but you know. For that after Christmas, like, oh, I forgot to get them a gift. Get them, get them a mug, why don't you? Even if they've never yeah. listened to the podcast, it's a pretty cool mug. Another day, another staple. 
feel like we should start saying that. <laughs> and if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please be sure to leave us a good review. A five-star review, and we'll send you a major award. <laughs> and if you leave us a bad review, uh, go ahead and wash your mouth out with soap. Get out of here with that. But I triple dog dare you to give us a five-star review. Ooh, that's even better. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Merry Christmas. And we hope you enjoyed listening to us talk about our childhood just as much as we have. And if you did, make sure you hit follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so that you don't miss out on a future episode. Well, until then, we'll see you next time on Inside Quotes. Oh, and try not to shoot your eye out.